Hey, this is Brent Leary, and I almost feel like at this point I've started the BBC all over again. You know, not the British Broadcasting Network. It's the Brent Broadcasting <laughs> uh, Communication Network. So uh, with me today, this is really cool because I've been having a lot of conversa conversations around this whole area of how are small businesses uh, coping in the midst of the pandemic and kind of what the trusted vendors that they are used to uh, using to help them do their business, how they're helping, what's kind of in their response. And so uh, this one right here is really interesting for me because it's Gary Spector. I want to make sure I get your title right. Vice President and Head of Global Commercial Business for Adobe is uh, here to talk a little bit about small and mid-sized businesses and e-commerce and retail and, and kind of what's going on and and Adobe's uh, what they're doing to help support these small businesses, small mid-sized businesses. So, Gary, thanks for making time today. No, Brent, thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, maybe you could just you know start with what what your you know not just your your title and role, but kind of Adobe's uh, approach to a small business in general when it comes to commerce. Yeah, so so I think there's a couple of things you need to think about with Adobe. Um, you know, Adobe has two different businesses, the digital media and the digital experience business. And so they've really been working with SMB companies for the past 35 years, primarily around the, the digital media side. Um, and when they bought Magento and Marketo, both companies that have a history of really working both not just in the enterprise, but a lot of business in the SMB and what we call the market or commercial space, um, gave Adobe really an entryway into that market segment, both from a commerce perspective and a marketing automation perspective. Um, so a, a, a few months ago, it sort of made sense, and Adobe said, listen, we need to think about this route to market. It's an incredibly important route to market. We understand that um, commercial businesses operate differently. They make buying decisions a little differently, and we should think about them differently. And uh, they asked me to... to take over on, on both the Magento and the Marketo side and start building what could be you know, a new route to market that addresses the needs of the SMB or the commercial for Adobe. And we started with commerce and market automation with Magento and Marketo. So as we're all aware, of, we're in a crisis situation, particularly when it comes to you know health, but also the health of, of uh, small businesses. A lot of uh, them are concerned about if they're going to be able to make it to when the pandemic has passed and and we get to the other side, or is their business going to get to the other side? Uh, yeah. Have you had an opportunity to kind of talk directly with some of your SMB customers and and try to kind of give us a little bit of uh, what's on their minds? What are they telling you? Sure. So it's interesting. You know, we're, we're seeing, um, I, I would really bucket the types of, of customers and prospects that we're talking to on the commerce side in three different ways. Um, you know, the first is we see organizations that have business models that relied exclusively on in-person selling or in-person customer transactions. And obviously they're, the reaction that they're having is how do I move to a, a, a digital strategy uh, sooner than later, right? And, and then you've got um, another subset that were pretty well established. They had a good digital strategy and they're looking to accelerate that strategy and, and think about ways of expanding that. And, and then you had uh, really a third, a third type in my mind where um, they had capital and existing websites and they were 
aggress aggressively ramping their, their digital marketing and advertising, and now they want to accelerate that. And we're sort of seeing that in all three areas. W what I think is interesting is that these companies are thinking about it in two different ways, which is what do I do now? How do I get through you know, the, the, the current situation? And I think that's a little hard because we don't know how long it's going to last. And I think it varies from region to region. Um, but I think a lot of them are starting to say, what am I going to do after? Because I'm pretty sure that business isn't going to go back to the way we did in December and January. This is this, the pandemic here, I think, is going to leave a mark. Uh, and it's going to change the way SMB businesses, um, one, interact with their clients. Um, it's going to change the way they think about their route to market. Um, and it's going to change the way they invest. And uh, so most of the companies that we're talking to are thinking not just short term, what do I do, but long term, you know, once I get through this, what do I do to ramp and get my, uh, you know, revenue back up to where it was and beyond knowing that the business model is going to change. So what are the ways that you see those kind of permanent changes playing out? Uh, one of the things uh that I've been you know, noticing and even as a, as a consumer here and doing things like contactless delivery or contactless service, uh, I think that's some of those things are even shopping for groceries online. A lot of people before this happened, you could, you could have shopped for groceries online, but you just didn't because a lot of folks are like, why would I shop for groceries online? I could go out to the store. I don't have to you know, do this online. But then you have a situation like what we're facing now where you, a lot of instances, you can't get out to the store. You don't want to get out. You don't even feel mm -hmm. safe. And so you start to do uh, sh online shopping for groceries. Do you see, you know, once we do get the, past the pandemic that, hey, maybe there's some folks that said, yeah. you know, I never thought about it doing it before. But now that they had to do it during the pandemic, once the pandemic is over, mm -hmm. hey, you know, this online grocery shopping ain't bad. Maybe I'll stick to this. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly what I would call it, but I would, I think it's consumer confidence. So, people are going to do things online now that they didn't either have the confidence or the interest in doing before. There was always this, well, will it work? And uh, it, you know, grocery shop shopping is a prime example. Um, you know, my wife shops at a grocery store online and a farm online, where she goes and the farm says what it has available every night she can place an order and either have it delivered or she can go pick it up. Um, they give her a slot, a time. They say, be here between seven and eight, text this number, and we will bring your order out to your car. Um, or she can just have it delivered. So, um, I, I, and that's just one example. Um, you know, I, I'm seeing, you know, there's sporting good companies that are changing the way that, that people think about buying sporting goods. Um, I mean, it's across the board from education to healthcare, um, hard goods, services. I think there is going to be this comfort level that, you know what, I can do these things online. I don't need to go to a physical store. And I do think that's going to leave a mark. And I think that um, if I was, you know, an SMB company today, I would be rethinking my digital strategy, not just on the commerce side. But how do I provide information or market to specific segments that I know their behaviors have now changed, right? And I think I think everyone would would I think most people would say, you know, my parents, for example, have a hard time shopping online. Um, you know, they they just didn't grow up with the internet. 
And uh, both my, my mom and my dad have had a, an education now in, in a digital world. And I think that they have realized that this actually makes their world easier. My, you know, they're, they're a little bit older and getting in the car and going to the grocery store is not so easy for my mom. And I think she's now d discovered that she doesn't have to. So I think you need to look at the demographics, the people that were leveraging technology or digital footprint before and, and realize that that's going to change. And I think it changes permanently, not, maybe not completely, but, but I, it certainly does change the, the curve. So as these, uh, you know, SMBs, business in general, I think is going to have to reshape and, and take it and take into consideration the things that are going to change permanently and how they can fit their business model to uh, take the most advantage of those changes. But in the meantime, what is Adobe doing to help these your SMB customers in the middle of the crisis to help them kind of yeah. get to the other side? So we moved uh, what I think was fairly fast within the first uh, week and a half, two weeks of, of really the lockdown starting, you know, we did two things uh, from a licensing perspective. We we released two programs, both for Magento and Marketo, where we allowed people to to buy Magento Cloud uh, or Marketo, and we provided the three months, the first three months of the license are free. Um, we also built launch packages for Marketo and uh, and and Magento, where we could get a site up and running in in fourteen days was a very low cost of entry, um, and then a launch package on the Marketo side. In addition, we also enabled people to, to take free training for both Magento and Marketo. So you know, not only could you have access to the software, get a site up and running, or on the Marketo side, get an instant setup and start doing some marketing automation, but we provided training online for free so that people could make sure that they've got their their resources are, are learning how to leverage and utilize the technology. Um, so those were some of the things that we did right off the bat. Uh, I think that there's probably, you know, there's things I'm already thinking about for the next step. Again, depending on how long this lasts, um, you know, I'd like my SMB, uh, you know, our partners, our clients, as well as our prospects to know we're sort of in it with them. And, um, and, and I think that SMB is probably hit particularly hard by this, this virus, just by the nature of the fact that they're smaller. So um, we've got to be very, very creative in helping find positive outcomes for, for our clients. And one of the things that I love about Adobe is the creativity that they've allowed us uh, in an effort to continue to, to think through ways that we can help these people. But that's where we started. And I'm certain it's not where we'll, where, where we'll end. Uh, I, I think as this thing continues to evolve in different regions, we'll we'll look at different ways of trying to help our SMB uh, clients and partners and prospects in different ways. What do you think are some of the more important things for SMBs to pick up, learn in this particular time frame that'll help them once we're able to get past you know the current crisis and get back to business as usual? Well, business maybe as a new <laughs> usual. Right. Um, you know, I'll, I'll sort of state the obvious first, which is obviously we're in uncharted territory. I don't, I don't, I can't think of any, well, definitely not in my lifetime. Have I ever experienced anything like this? And I think that um, 
the, the biggest thing or the most important thing, again, which I'll state the obvious, which is everybody, I think, is there's a lot of anxiety and uncertainty in the world right now. And I think having empathy and trying to understand what people are going through is really important. Putting yourself in the, in the shoes of the buyer, uh, which is what I'm trying to do with, with our buyers. And, and it's what I would tell SMB companies to do is, is put yourself in the, in the shoes of the people that you're trying to serve and understand with a little bit of empathy what they're going through and then try to figure out how you can help them as they work through this. Um, I think, you know, obviously we need, everybody has to take a look at, at how they operationalize, how they message to their, to their target audience, um, how you reward loyal customers, um, and, and really how you operate in this new reality. Um, and it, it, and it, the thing that makes it more unique to me than anything else is um, it's going to continue to evolve. I mean, maybe it ends in two weeks and, you know, we flatten the curve and everybody goes back to work in June and July. And if that happens, and I, I, you know, that's my hope and I'm sure everybody else's hope as well, it still changes the way that we're going to operate. We will never operate like we did in, in January or you know, December of last year. So. Uh, really, those are the, the the things that I would work on. I think that continue to build trust, provide accurate information, and be transparent about what it is that you're trying to do as a business and how best help your clients. Um, and really, um, again, I, I just think being open and honest about the services, the products that you're trying to deliver, and how you're going to go about that, so that you're setting the right expectations going forward. I know Adobe has the Adobe Adobe Digital Index, and you guys do a lot of things around with all the data that you have access mm -hmm. to, uh, particularly when around like consumer behaviors. Uh, maybe have you seen anything that has already maybe stood out in terms of, you know, how consumer habits are beginning to change uh, pre coronavirus versus during coronavirus? And what that potentially tells us about what's what's to be expected after the virus, uh, we get yeah. control of things. Well, I mean, the, the biggest one is is the online experience and the customer journey. And I think that um, it's interesting because it, this is sort of a tale of two cities. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot at Adobe is that customer journey and being able to create a great experience for your customers. And I think right now, because a lot of people are uh, focused on, on how do I get product to my customers? How do I provide service to my customers? I don't want to say people have lost sight of the customer journey. I would just say it takes a back seat. And I'll give you an example. Um, if I order a product uh, two months ago and I didn't get a receipt within 10 seconds validating that my order and that here's where it is and here's when you should expect it and here's when it'll be fulfilled... If I didn't get that right away, it, it probably didn't feel like the best customer journey I could have. It's certainly not the thing that's top of mind for me today. Um, if I don't get a response back immediately, I'm not uh, flogging the vendor for creating a bad customer experience for me. I'm happy that I'm able to order anything at all. And yes, I would expect a response, but um, it's not the thing that, that, uh, that, that, that's really driving me right now. And um, I don't want to say that that the customer journey expectation is going to drop once we're out of this, but I do think the things that are going to be important to me as a consumer may change. Um, 
I think loyalty becomes uh, paramount at that point. Um, you're going to service your loyal customers differently. And your loyal customers are going to look at you differently depending on how you help them through this time. So um, I, I think those are some of the things that we're starting to see is that that the expectations may ch shift or change based on what they used to be to what, what they will be. And it feels like, you know, kind of going back to that uh, buying groceries online, I saw some kind of stat where like uh, 30% of the people who bought uh, groceries online never did it before the month of March. Um, so it's the, the immediacy and the scale of that transition between, you know, going to the store versus shopping online for groceries because of, you know, the, the pandemic. Sure. The scale and the speed of it caught everybody off guard. Um, but how do you kind of take advantage or prepare for the fact that, as you said, uh, because of circumstances, behaviors changed? Are, are we going to be, how can SMBs be prepared to take advantage of some of these other secondary consumer changes that are going to take place? Maybe not as fast, but you know, the further we get into this, more more things change, more behaviors change, more uh, attitudes change, more expectations change. Uh, how do SMBs kind of prepare themselves for what almost is, uh, you could never thought that the, the speed of change was already quick. Right, yeah. The scale of it was already pretty big. But now, due to this, we're seeing scale and size and speed on, a, on levels we've never seen before. And on the other end of this, expectations may kind of say, you know, don't don't let up because we're past the pandemic. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of things. So one, I, I would, if I was uh, an SMB commerce retailer, I would be, you know, focusing on usability versus design. Um, you know, prioritizing the overall site performance on mobile. I know that a lot of the shopping that I'm doing now is, is on mobile, um, you know, web experiences that ensure the basics of being able to, to browse and buy. Um, focus on your data and your fundamentals because you're pointing out something that's incredibly important. 30% of these people had never shopped online. And, you know, it's interesting. I saw a report of the types of products that have completely just like, you know, uh, health, you know uh, health equipment, gym equipment you know, has seen a 300% increase, uh, you know, online, uh, bread makers went up 300%, right? So the things that people had not previously purchased online, it, it, everything's moving to that, which, which leads you to, uh, to, to the last piece of this, I'd sure be optimizing my buy online pickup in store right now. It mm -hmm. would be for me because again, to, to your point, and, and what we've said here a couple of times is, we come out of this, I think behaviors are going to change in the expectation of just how powerful commerce uh, in a digital format is. Uh, it's unlimited. The potential is unlimited. So I would, I would focus on those things, usability, data and fundamentals, and, uh, and making sure that you're able to transact in a way that, um, that people would expect, including buy online, pick them in store buy online, ship to store, uh, ship to store, all of those things. Do you also see 
uh, it seemed like there was already a convergence of B to B and B to C uh, before this pandemic, uh, you know, hit. Do you see an acceleration of that convergence because of this? Like, you know, B two B wants to be able to do everything kind of similar to what they do in their B two C lives. Sure. Do you see that taking place, speeding up, accelerating because of what we're going through right now? I do. I think that if I was a, a again, I, I I think businesses are going to change the way they act, uh, particularly, and I don't want to say um, the changes in SMB will be will be different than enterprise. I guess is the best way to say it. And I think the expectations would, would be, will be different. And in the B2B world, I think now people are going to realize you, you can do B2B business online. And maybe I don't need to meet face-to-face -face as often with the businesses that I'm choosing to do business with as a B2B business. And, uh, and so I, I think there's an opportunity to here to accelerate those capabilities and take advantage of, of the situation, if you will, to be better future prepared. Um, and future-proof the way that you run your business. Who's to say this doesn't happen again in a year and a half or two years? And if you've already transitioned to a digital world um, and you've created a great digital strategy and enabled uh, the ability to run your business digitally, you're probably in a safer, better place. That's the last question I'd like to ask is, um, you know, uh, Nobody knows when this situation is going to end and when we're going to finally get to the other side. Uh, but let's, you know, hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later, maybe less than a couple of months. Well, let's say it's a couple of months, maybe even longer uh, before we get to OK and we're able to kind of go back and open up. Um, what can people do to take advantage of platforms like yours? to accelerate their ability to be ready, to uh, take advantage of, of uh, like the information and, and preparing contactless, you know, delivery or contactless service or whatever it is that is probably going to help them, you know, connect and build those relationships back and, and build their business back as, as soon as possible. Well, I Again, I think the quickest way to do that is to be able digitally. And and look, it, I would love to say that that you know there are definitely businesses out there that are probably more more um, they're busier than they've ever been. You know, gro grocers for sure, right? But there's also a lot of businesses that they've had to pivot what they do. You know, they're not making shoes; they're making masks, um, and they're looking at. They, there's a there's an opportunity here to take a pause to say how do I future proof my business, and I think that it's prudent to take a step back and think about what your strategy is going forward, um, understanding what that digital strategy is not just in terms of transacting with a a customer but communicating with a customer. How do I change my marketing behavior? How do I create marketing messages that are that are better segmented that are uh, better aligned to the types of prospects or customers that I want to reach out to how do I treat customers different from prospects and I think there's an opportunity right here to rethink that strategy and if nothing else you know the current situation will teach us that nothing's permanent that once you set a, a business plan in place that may serve you well 
for six months, and then you may have to pivot again. Um, and and uh, you know the, that's the biggest takeaway for me is leverage all of the information that's out there. There's a ton of information right now because not just Adobe, but other companies that serve the SMB are they're putting so much information out there to say, here's what's available. Here's how we help you. Uh, nobody wants to see a business fail. Nobody wants to see a business go away. I, I certainly don't. Um, you know, the lifeblood of my business is SMB. So I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure that businesses that are looking to Adobe or that Adobe serves can survive and thrive. Okay. And we're going to continue to publish information that we think are good tips for those companies in an effort to, to remain stable, come out of this and grow. And I'm certain that Adobe's not alone. I think other large, you know, even not large software companies and technology companies are doing the same thing. So I would take the time that, that you have right now and do as much research as you possibly can, looking at analytics and what the trends are saying and understanding what your strategy should be six months from now, 18 months from now, and 24 months from now. You know, I, I just add, I think, you know, I agree with all of that. I also think it, it, maybe it's time, it gives people time to think about uh, changing their business model from being transaction centric to actually fully relationship centric. Because a lot of companies uh, before all of this, you know, were, it seemed to me were really focused on the transaction. I, we all have to make money, totally understand that. Sure. But, when at times like this, if you're transaction focused yeah. and not relationship focused, there's no reason for a, a, a customer to want to do business with you if all they felt you looked at them at was was as if you were just a wallet, as opposed That's to right. you know real people with real problems and needing a partner, yeah. not just somebody who wants me to swipe my credit card at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And, and it goes back to what I said earlier is, is, is I think that um, empathy is and loyalty, right? I, I mentioned, I said loyalty, I, I think it's going to become much more important. And I, I, I really think it is. I mean, people remember who was able to help me when I needed the help, right? right. And, and, you know, there are certain, um, you know, the grocery stores in which I was able to buy most of the groceries that I wanted. Um, I'm not going to forget them tomorrow. I, you know, I, I should say my wife will. She may continue to, to, to deal with them when this is all said and gone, as opposed to the one that's right down the street that wasn't able to help us. So um, again, you know, I think loyalty and empathy are incredibly important right now. And those are some of the things that I would be thinking about um, in terms of retaining my customer base, because it's your customer base that's going to get you through this. It's it's not your net new customers that are going to get you through this. This has been a great conversation, Gary. Thank you so much. And where can people go to learn more about what Adobe is doing and some of the things that you mentioned sure. earlier? Yeah, so um, there's um, plenty of information, especially about how Adobe is handling the current situation at adobe.com. Uh, and we have similar postings both on magento.com and marketo.com that may be more relevant to Magento Marketo, but um, Adobe.com has the has all of it in one place and Magento specific, Marketo specific at those two websites as well. Well, thanks again for the time, Gary, and uh, looking forward to having more conversations, you know, hopefully under better circumstances, too. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on the show today, Brent. Thank you.